0: Hello and welcome back to the Motherhood Set Apart podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. My name is Katie Ferreira and I am the host of the podcast. It has been a few weeks since we have put out a new episode and that is because we were taking a break. I was really spending time praying about what I really had the Lord... Um, wanted to share through the next few podcasts, and my sister got married, so we were crazy busy with wedding stuff. So I am so thankful to be back because I have missed hanging out with you guys and doing this. So today's podcast is titled "How to Hold On to His Promises," and I really, really felt the Lord drop into my heart a few weeks ago um, to do a podcast on what to do when the Lord gives you a word like a promise. And so many of us have had promises or things prophesied to us, and we don't know what to do with those words. Or we do the wrong thing um, and almost hinder what God is trying to do or cause more heartache along the way. So I want to talk about some of the things that I have learned over the last particularly four to five years um, since I really received the first rhema word that I've ever really paid attention to and actually understood what was happening. But so I'm going to talk about like the difference between rhema and logos. So these are Greek words, I believe. And the logos word is the written word of God, the Bible. It's our scriptures. It is always there just written down for you to go on. But we know that it's a living, breathing Word of God. So the Rhema word of God is the revelatory word that comes from the Holy Spirit, which can always be confirmed through the Logos word of God. So he's never going to contradict himself. He's never going to be out of character or anything like that. So Rhema is the revelation of the word. This is why the Bible is a living breathing word you can read the same passage in the bible five times and get five different revelations from the holy spirit as you're reading that and those revelations are called rhema words of god you can also get these revelations through prayer through worship through different ministries and even just random thoughts throughout the day can be the lord the holy spirit dropping these things into your heart i want to share a little bit about a moment near almost nearly four years ago and It was a moment that I had never felt more seen by the Lord than I had ever been in my entire life before and probably since I was in deep grief and pain. Um, We had just been told by doctors that we only had a 5% chance of ever having a baby and the Lord in this moment spoke directly to me in a room full of people, and we, um, in the church that we belonged to a few years ago, we had pre-service prayer, and so we had prayer warriors that would lead us in prayer before every single church service, and I will never forget the woman of God that the Lord used in this moment to speak to me, and I'm so thankful, thankful that she had this connection from the Lord to hear what he was saying because he was saying something through her specifically to me and he used her to speak this promise into my life because when I would read the Bible I there's no verse in the Bible that says Caitlin Frere will have babies and become a mother and so I wrestled to have faith because I was like the Lord doesn't promise me children he promised other people children Sarah uh, different Hannah different people in the Bible that were barren. God promised them children but for me there was no God promised Caitlin Ferreira to have babies and so I wrestled with my faith um and that may- maybe God didn't want me to be a mom and I did not realize how flawed my thinking was at the time but seriously God is such a good good God and he places these desires in our heart and that alone should have been enough for me to claim as a promise but in this moment um the sweet woman was praying and she was just praying her normal prayer, wrapping it up, and she was just like, okay, I don't know what where this is coming from. And then she kind of chuckled to herself because she's like, well, never mind, I do. And she started declaring that there was someone in the room that was getting these doctor reports, and the doctors were telling him one thing, but God was saying that there's going to be another thing. God was saying, you are going to be parents and doctors don't have the final say. You will be parents. And I broke down just bawling because I remember that was the first time I ever felt seen by God. And it was so powerful. It literally changed my walk with the Lord for eternity because it was such a profound moment because I had always known God loved me, right? But we all, as women, we tend to struggle with that feeling of, being seen and known—it's one of our greatest desires as women—is to be seen and known. And in that moment, I had never felt so seen and known as I did right then. And so it was a small group of people, and I knew everyone in the room, but not everyone knew our story. Um, but I knew we were the only ones there having trouble getting pregnant we were the only ones in the room that had just had testing to determine the chances of us getting pregnant and we were the only ones in the room that had just received the devastating news confirming that what was suspected that based in the natural we were most likely never going to get pregnant and so the person praying her name was michelle she had no idea what our story was we didn't know her at the time i have since become great friends with her and I love her to death but before that she did not know me but she gave a rhema word to me the Lord spoke through her prayers and dropped this word of knowledge in her head for her to pray and she prayed it and we received it and amazingly enough I was prepared I had prepared my heart for a long journey waiting for babies and the following Sunday I found out that I was pregnant with our daughter and so, I mean, God is just so powerful. I, While I was preparing for this podcast, I was just weeping, remembering everything as it happened and the timelines. And just remembering that this moment, that Sunday, we were promised by God that we were going to be parents. The following Tuesday, we had a follow-up where we were again giving just absolutely devastating news. And it was so tempting in that moment. To forget the word that was given to us on Sunday. And so that is why I am going to share with you guys the importance of what I've learned in what you do with the word that the Lord has given you. How do you hold on to those promises and those prophecies that are spoken through the rhema word of God? And so over the last few years, I've learned some things to do and some things to avoid while in what I call the faith season. I don't like the term waiting, um, but in the faith season, right, when I'm having faith for the things that are yet to be seen, having faith for my children all of them we believe we we want four to six kids and we have four names picked out so so far we have two and we're believing for at least two more and i really believe the lord's going to give us even more than what we even anticipated so the first thing to do when you've received a rhema word from the lord is always confirm it and test it against the scriptures God will never contradict himself in his word and he will never cause you to sin. He will never lead you astray. So you always have to take the words that he's given you and confirm it and test it with the scriptures to make sure that it's accurate. Does it line up with his character? Because God is a good, 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 good father and anything that is not in alignment with that is not going to be true. If does it align with his commandments? Does it align with the way that he teaches and the way that Jesus walked in the world as a man? And so there are many, many people who believe they've heard the word of God, but it is either in fact, not from God and from the enemy, trying to twist them, whether they are they don't want to hear that it's from the Lord, or they don't want to take time to confirm it because they want it to be true, but it's not true. I don't know the reason, but there are people that do get confused about the words. I know I've heard things before that I thought were from the Lord, and then I confirmed them with my husband who brought me to scripture and was like, that is not Scriptural that it's not God's character that it is not how He is so you're definitely not hearing from Him right now, but that brings me to the second thing that I think is so critical and crucial is using caution with who and when you're sharing the word with others. I do believe it's important to go to spiritual leaders and um, your spiritual head to confirm that this was from the Lord. So your pastor and your spouse your spouse first your husband first and then your pastor to confirm that what you heard was from the lord because they can take that word and they can go pray about it and then confirm it in their spirit as well to make sure that it's scriptural and this is just being good stewards of the word that god's given you you don't want to hold on to a promise that was not from god clearly that's not what we're about. We want to make sure that everything that we're doing is lined up with who God is, what he wants for our lives, and knowing that God's character is is good above all else. He is a good, loving father. And so being careful not to share it with people who will break down your faith. This one is probably the most crucial part of this As far as it kind of goes with my next point, which is building your faith, but being careful to not share it with people who are going to break down your faith. I remember sharing things about this promise for babies and all these different things and people will go like, well, maybe that's not in God's will for you, or you should just be thankful for what you have or things like, um, you know, if it's God's will and it's like, this is not helping build my faith on the promises that God has given me. And so I, I was not very careful who I shared things with. I tend to be a verbal processor, so I share things with a lot of people and I'm very open about things. And so I wasn't very careful who I shared with that word to. And there were times where people... It was hard to remain faithful because there were people that I loved that were telling me like, you should just do IVF or IUI, but we really didn't believe that that was the way God was going to do our miracle. He was going to do it through naturally, and that's what happened, but there were times along the journeys, particularly for our son, where people would say, oh, you should just be thankful with your daughter, but We were truly believing that the Lord had a son for us and not just for us, but he had a purpose and plan for Ezekiel Thomas, one we've been praying for, for years. And so uh, we fully believe that with our future children as well. And so I really encourage you to find people that will fast and pray with you, that will believe and declare right alongside of you that it will happen you need people that are going to build your faith that aren't going to tear it down that are going to encourage you to go after the lord and to continue believing and and no matter what the circumstances look like if you receive a word from the lord you are like obligated as a believer to believe what he says If not, then you think he's a liar about everything and you might as well just throw your faith out the window. But you have to build your faith on the things that God the Lord says. I mean, could you imagine if Mary, when she received the word from the angel, went over to Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's not true. You, 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 this isn't from the Lord. This isn't of God. Thankfully, Elizabeth was a very wise woman of the Lord and knew that Mary had received a word from God about this baby that she was conce- like she had conceived with the Lord. And so she did not go blabber. Mary did not go just blabber to everyone about what was happening. She hid the words in her heart and she was careful who she shared it with, you know, Joseph and Elizabeth. And uh, she probably didn't share it with many other people because, truth be told, many other people would not have believed her anyway. And so we have to be careful to share the things that the Lord has given us with people who are going to build up our faith, people that are going to encourage us, people that are going to fight right alongside of us. And that won't discourage us and say, oh, you know, it might not happen. What are you going to do if it doesn't happen? Because that's not faith. There is no what if it doesn't happen when it comes to faith. Faith is believing without any doubt that it's going to happen. So there is no going down this rabbit hole of what if it doesn't happen? And so that's my next point is building your faith. This is so critical when the Lord has given you a word, a rhema word, a promise that you build your faith around that promise. You hide his word in your heart, think on it every day, meditate on it. I go find every single scripture in the Bible that supports the word that you received and claim them every single day, put them in visible places and plaster them literally everywhere. I mean, write them down over and over and over again. Say them out loud. Make declarations and confessions. Build your faith because if you just, there's power of life and the death in the tongue. So we have to be careful what we're saying regarding situations. If we're just being negative, oh, I hope it happens. Or no, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't happen. Or I just, I'm so scared that it won't. That is not going to build your faith. That is just going to tear you down. And there is power in those words and the devil takes that open door and he comes in and he's going to try and distract and discourage and cause fear and and depression and then those doors lead to other things and we are not able to see or have faith in this faith season. And so listening to sermons or testimonies of this happening for others is another way that we build our faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the things that he's, God is doing and the scriptures. And so you want to be listening to sermons. You want to be listening to testimonies of it happening for others. I will never stop sharing about our fertility journey and the struggle that we had to conceive both of our children. Because I know that testimony in Hebrews means do it again. So when I am sharing my testimony, it is God's or it is setting up the atmosphere and the environment for God to do it again for myself, for me and for someone else. So listen to testimonies of it happening for others. If you're believing for healing over a certain illness or disease, go listen to testimonies of it happening for others and let it build your faith so that it can happen and happen and happen again. And along this way, don't ever forget God's goodness. Do not ever forget that God is a good father. I think that is one of the People read the Old Testament, they read the scriptures, and they lose sight of the fact that God is a good father. And there is one thing that I have learned as being a parent is how much good things I want for my children. I will never cause sickness just to teach my children a lesson. I will never cause pain just to teach them a lesson. I was actually talking to my husband a little bit about discipline not too long ago about what discipline looks like today because Hebrews is very clear that there is still discipline in our lives. And that God disciplines. But discipline is not like this huge whacking spanking. But what we talk to it, and my husband and I do spank our children, and one of the things that we realize is the sting from a spanking. It is not a dull ache. It is not a bruising pain. It is not a deep pain. It is a sting, and that's usually gone very quickly. That is conviction, When you when you feel that sting in your spirit, that is conviction, and so God is is a good father and He does discipline, but it is not through sickness, it is not through disease, it is not through pain and heartache, it is through conviction through the Holy Spirit, and so never forget God's goodness and His faithfulness and His love. God is love. And if we can just remember that, we can remember that he wants good things for us and that he loves us so perfectly that he is not going to, if we ask for something, give us a rock. If we're asking for a baby, he's not going to give you a rock and say, here you go. This is what I want for you, but this is not what you want. It's just not in his character. So we have to remember that as we're walking through these trials and we're building our faith and we're claiming and holding on to that promise that God has given us. So the point number four that I have is don't take the easy way out or try to go around it. Because you're just going to create trouble for yourself by doing this. There were times that I looked into adoption, and I'm not saying this is the easy way out. So don't hear what I'm not saying. We, we plan to adopt one day, but it was not our timing to it. I was looking at it because it was a guarantee. It was just not always the, the case, but it was more guarantee. It was more within my control than getting pregnant was. And so while we still plan to adopt later, it was not the right time now. And that was me trying to go around it or go about it. And we honestly, we could have saved money by not doing all these fertility testing um, once we did our initial one because we had this promise and this claim to hold on to that we didn't need to do any of that. But I wanted to take things into my own hands because I was feeling desperate and scared. And that reminded me of how after God made a covenant with Abraham and told him that he was going to have a son, Sarai grew impatient and I think scared, right? She had this word from the Lord, but she was scared because she didn't see how it was possible to happen. And so she tried to create it, a workaround by giving Abraham his, her servant, her Egyptian servant and so she tried to make it happen herself and create an easy way around it not only did that cause issues for her and Hagar there was suffering on Hagar's part and Ishmael's and their descendants of Ishmael's and the descendants of Isaac's have warred against each other numerous and numerous and numerous times so I think this teaches us a really great warning to be very cautious about trying to do things our own way and take things into our own hands versus letting it go and truly surrendering in our faith to the Lord. So those are the four things that I highly recommend doing and not doing (laughs) is one, always confirm the test and test the word in the scriptures two, use caution when sharing it with others. Three, build your faith around the promise that God gave you. And four, don't take the easy way out or try to go around it yourself. So I am so thankful for you guys and all of you for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what trials and what promise you are holding on to right now. This way I can pray and fast right alongside of you guys. And I would love to just intercede on your behalf on the promise that God has given you. So go ahead, leave a comment, send me a review. You can email me at katie at ferrera.life. And I will drop that in the show notes once I figure out how to do that because I've never done show notes before, but I cannot wait to talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have an absolute wonderful week. Thank you so much for taking time and hanging out with me today. I am so excited and just thankful that each one of you have taken time to listen. And it's just, I feel like such an honor that I have you guys just here hanging out with me. So I am so excited. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave a comment or a view. It just helps other mamas be able to find the podcast. And I just personally love knowing what is resonating with you and what is connecting with your hearts. So thank you guys. And I will talk to you again next week.